special talent to choose. I want to be the one to fall apart once in a while. Why do I want to be the one to fall apart once in a while? It's a special talent that you have to pick the most depressing music ever. Uh, ladies and uh, three gents, uh, that is Boundary Road by the Australian group called All Our Exes Live in Texas. Okay, and if you're still with us after that morose piece of music, <laughs> hi, it's Mrs. Wood here and you're my co-host. Uh, Mrs. Berry. And you've joined us at the Hot Plush, the premier podcast oh, for the perimenopausal. For the perimenopausal. For the, well, we're now the leading podcast in the world. We're actually now the leading podcast in the world on most things. Which came yeah, cross categories came as a bit of a shock to us, to be honest. Oh, it's, it's quite a responsibility. Where we got that letter from Google, mm. um, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, I know. and all those, and and now trying to sift through the sponsorship proposals. I know it's actually we should think about putting on and some employees. Oh, that's what we need. We, we need, need a, a bubbles. We need a root pricked. A and what? a bubbles. A root pricked. The pork on the the cork on the fork from the movie Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Okay, that's okay. That's obscure. Oh, not as obscure <laughs> as that piece of music you just put on. It's not. They're current. They're like they're big. They're current. They're big. They were in the top one hundred of uh, Triple J's top one hundred. Yes. Well, you're talking to someone who still thinks that Neil Diamond is amaze balls and knows every single word to the Gambler. So I'm well, probably not one. For music commentary. That is the rule for anyone who grew up in the 1970s that you know every lyric, every line to yeah. The Gambler. To The Gambler. We're both too tired to sleep. Um, <laughs> so let's kick it off. Um, I have been sensing from you that you have not been happy in this week. Kim, can you please tell the lovely listeners what's going on? And remember that future employees might listen to this and I know that the ladies from my tennis club do. <laughs> Shout hello, out to Mel. Hello, ladies from the tennis club. I'm so sorry. I just bring the tone of everything down. I've been having quite the pity party, you know, about the whole employee situation. Yep. And then on top of that, I got hit with a period that was basically like a scene, that scene out of Carrie, the finishing scenes out of Carrie, that or the scene in Psycho in the bath. Yep. And as, as I pointed out yesterday on my Insta stories, Crouch me over a beaker. Yep, I don't. Do you want to finish it? No. And I'm a drip filter for a vampire. It's just too much, darling. (laughs) It's too much. And you did get a lot of woohoo, but like not from me. I was like, the visual. You're just not encouraging. Even though I did actually comment and say that some days I could shove a single mattress up there and it wouldn't last more than 10 minutes. Yeah, but this is a first for me. I've never had this. I know. And um, it gets worse as you get older. And I know that a lot of our ladies are listening and, and just nodding along. Yeah. Remember when you thought you'd try a moon cup? I laugh. <laughs> But this is the thing, like a few a few people have come back to me and said, this is when you move to the moon cup. Uh, but yeah, so I just want to do, um, I know we've all, we talk about this all the time uh, because that is part of perimenopause and menopause and getting older is for some reason your periods decide to return to what they were like when you first got them. So it's just, it was, I've never seen anything like it. Like, and I've had four kids, so I've seen a lot. Okay, Stephanie says, I have a question which has stemmed from Kim Palmerberry and her Insta stories. Do you think vampires get <laughs> Do you think vampires get periods? And if so, do they utilise the blood? I think we're not even going to stop. Yeah, as I said, about. serious kinky shit every month. Oh gosh. Save it for the podcast. No, Steph, we're not gonna talk about it. But can you imagine it. no that was Sonia, I think. No, that was Steph. Oh Steph Walker. Uh, shout out Steph Walker. Yeah. Uh, no, I think, can you imagine how pissed off you'd be as a vampire? Like you go around, you hunt down all these people, you drink their blood and then it bloody leaks out of you again. Like you would be so dirty about that. I'm going to move on now. I'm changing <laughs> So a lot of people have said, you know, get a hysterectomy or have an ablation or do, but I've, this is only once. I've only had it once. Once I've had it, I don't know how long, then, you know, probably five years and then suddenly I'll go, I'm quite sick of this. I might do something about it. But, um, yeah, shout out to all the women who just have endure that every month because... You're shouting out to me. Is yours that heavy yeah, every month? that heavy. There's one day I can't leave the house. Bloody hell. Literally. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay, we're going to move on. What else? What, have, what else? 
people Lots asking? Lots of people. Donna Clayton Smith, lovely Donna. Have you thought about HelloFresh as a partial solution to every fucking night? So HelloFresh is this company, not sponsored. It should be because there seems to be sponsoring every other bastard out there. Oh, really? Yes. Well, we're the, we're the we're working get, women. We're going to get Bubble onto that. Yeah. Bubble, note to Bubble, yeah. approach HelloFresh. And they're giving away codes for all the social media superstars. And we're just like yesterday's news. Fish and chips right Do you know what? These people are just idiots because we have this massive audience. We're so jealous. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe just a little. Okay, so HelloFresh is a box of food that comes to your door with um, all the all the stuff you need to make four meals and a card. The problem I have with it, I will will not have a problem if they come on board as sponsors. But the problem I have is that sometimes I don't know what I feel like eating. Sometimes right. I might want to eat like a burger, or I want to make a big and you've got this stuff, so and, then you have to... and then they send you some quinoa and oh, some bolotti beans. You'd have a legume when all you want is the massive bowl of pasta. Yeah, creamy bacon pasta. Creamy bacon pasta. Sweet. I could, yeah. So I do think it's a really good option for those people who um, don't care really what they have every day. But um, at this moment, I'm trying really hard to listen to my body. And if if the body wants what it wants, it doesn't necessarily want braised quinoa with... Oh, like pork medallions, because it does look quite healthy. I've got to be honest. Oh yeah, well, well, it would be because, and you would be totally able to calorie count it, like it, because it would tell you how many calories are in a serve. I know. Bored now. Um, yeah, bored now. So yeah, but you know, if someone does do it, I'd be quite interested to hear about them. But I'm, not, I'm not doing it because I, for me, as you know, a cooking queen, I would view it as a failure. I just couldn't do it. Helen uh, Barwick has got a medical question, so I'm going to handball that one over to you because you tend to know everything. Um, Where the hell did those little veins behind my knees (gasps) come from? Yes. And when I say little, I mean a fucking clump of them. So are you... Let me just check mine. Is that a varicose or are they little spider veins? Because I'm getting spider veins down on my ankles and I'm like, no, the only part of my body that is any good is my legs and my thin ankles. And if I start... If they start going to hell, then I'm just, that's it. Take me out to the top paddock and, you know, with a rifle. I don't seem to have any, but, like, that would be the only thing that I haven't got. Yeah. Sorry, we don't know where they come from, but Kim's got them. You could uh, you could do some pressure stockings because they're attractive. Oh, are we that age of that age? Oh, God, I hope not. Shall we keep going with some of the reading yeah, questions? Yeah. Uh, Carol Davies asks, where did the term wasbin come from? Ah, I love it. I've stolen for my own purposes, and it brings a tiny little bit of joy into dealing with mine. Yes. Now, uh, I go, Carol. I believe it was actually someone either on the Woogs World Women's page, or it was someone on the Chat Ten Looks Three group page who used it. And I asked them. I said, "I have to appropriate that and use it." And she said, "By all means, I will, you know, let's spread it far and wide." Well, I think it's becoming to the general vernacular because also Amanda Brooks. Has started using it. Yeah. Kylie Johnson. Yeah. Uh, Sharon Cook. She doesn't even give hers a title. I know. I love that, Sharon. That is just... Oh, was that Sharon? No, Sharon Cook doesn't give hers a title at all. Yeah. And uh, Kylie said that she normally calls the ancient one. <laughs> <laughs> so a friend of mine calls my husband... Um, oh, no, maybe I shouldn't do that. Oh, yeah. Uh, calls, oh, we're just with friends. <laughs> calls um, my husband the kitchen hand. Because he's, <laughs> he's a chef. So it's like an ultimate insult. And I quite like that because it's a little, you know, anyway. And we're not petty at all. No. Well, I like that all my friends rage on my behalf. Yeah, you don't need to. You rise above. Yeah. Yeah. Dickhead. <laughs> Best thing that ever happened to you. It Best is. thing that ever happened to you. You should have said what my shrink was. Um, I my shrink didn't have enough eyes to roll this morning when I was telling you some latest, you know, okay. updates about that. Beautiful Vicky Finch, who we just adore. Mm. Okay, menopause. Isn't that a pretty name? Oh, like and Vicky I've Finch. met her before, and have she's you? divine. She is the Vicky Finch. You know, I love you. Menopause related. Oh, I don't even know. Do you want me to say that. it? Yeah. Vaginal atrophy. Any hot tips on managing? Asking for a friend. Of course, you are. Vic, we all ask for friends. Um, and this is a real issue, and I've, I'm really okay. So some women lose their Can libido. Can you tell me what it is? I don't even know. What so it is. I think it's basically uh, the the skin down in your vagina 
dry, starts to dry out and can go quite papery. So it makes sex very painful. Now you and what normal lube? lube normal lube can help a bit, but apparently it's just it's actually it doesn't do everything. But one of the girls, uh, one of the women commented about a particular pessary that she was given by her, I think by her gyno. Would that um, be Vagifem? No, not Vagifem. It's a, um, no, because I think that's a, no, someone else said it further down. No. Oh. Excuse me while we have a programming problem. No. So this is why we should be a bit organised. I know. Why don't you take notes? Shut up. I can't do everything. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Okay, so Talk maybe about it, yourselves. Maybe it was Vagifem, and I was just getting, um, I was just getting. Don't give out medical advice unless you. No, no, no. That, that was what this. Please the don't ever, is. ever, ever take medical advice from us. We are not no. medical practitioners. So this is from uh, one of our listeners, Audrey. Um, the Vagifem has estradiol. Estradiol in it, which is a special form of estrogen, and the um, the pessary you insert one and then and, and mentioned it helped her, it helped her. Um, so I think this is uh, it, you've definitely got to chat to your gyno about it, or maybe maybe your GP can deal with it. But I would be talking to my gyno. So I went and had my pap smear. Can I just pause you there for a second? Yes, ladies, if you're out there, and Andrew, if you're out there. <laughs> Listening to the hot flush on the podcast, please go across and join the Facebook page because yes. that's where, you know, there's some really good information that goes, and you yeah. know, if you've got a problem, you can share it and you're not alone. Make sure that you join the hot flush yes. on Facebook. How's your work, Kim? Uh, yes. So I went and saw my gyno. I had my pap smear. And now the pap smear is such that you only need to have it, if it's clear, it's only every five years. Awesome. So that's an excellent medical development. Um, and we were having a brief chat about menopause and I asked him, can he please count how many eggs I've got left so I know when it will be over? And he was like, sadly, that is not possible. He was telling me about, um, he said, this is all about hormones. Yes. It's all about replacing hormones or not replacing hormones or losing hormones. And, and he said, women do not need to, women do not need to suffer these, you know, suffer these symptoms. physical symptoms the way we do. Mm -hmm. He said, unfortunately, when the story broke a few years ago now, like some time ago, that HRT increases your rate of breast cancer. Yep. He said, if you actually read the study, that was not that was not the full picture. And he said, in that group of women going through menopause, the rate is five women in however many get cancer, get breast cancer. He said, the women who are on HRT... It was six. So it was only, I don't want to say only one more because that's still a woman getting cancer. But he said, but that that study also didn't look at all the other extenuating factors, yeah. whether she had a hereditary you know, predisposition to it, if she had the gene, like any of the, it didn't do any of that. And he said, so, you know, he said it's something that really, um, it really upsets him because he said, I think a lot of women are not exploring all of their options because these sort of, half-baked hysterical stories come out and they really need to, you know, talk to their gyno about it and get the full story to then make the decision mm. about mm. what works for them. But he said, you know, he said, this is a, he said, I have, I have women, I have patients who come in who are ex high flying, extremely successful, competent women who have gone through life crises and then they hit menopause and he said, and they completely the unravel and become complete basket cases. And he said, it just doesn't have to be like that. So there you go. I did like also shout out to whoever it was who put up a couple of pictures of some vibrators because <laughs> you girls are awesome. Mandy Weber. This is an interesting one. Yes. Anyone else having trouble finishing due to antidepressants? Ooh. Horny as all get out. Mandy, I'm sorry I just said your whole name. Um, <laughs> horny as all get out but can't seem to finish. Also, she's asking for a friend. Yeah. Uh, I know this all too well. Mandy, there is actually an um, antidepressant on the market that also works for treating, and I don't, this is a terrible phrase, 
but it treats, air quotes, sexual dysfunction. Now, uh, I was on that. Grover is the result of me being on that drug for all of three months. It was the Wasbun's happiest three months of his entire life. I was basically throwing a leg over almost every night. Like, it was game on sunshine. Um, but then I have also been on an antidepressant where, and there's an actual medical term for it, you know, where you cannot actually, you can't climax. And it is, uh, how cruel is that? Yeah. Here, you don't want to top yourself anymore, but you can't enjoy one of the most enjoyable things in life. And the benefits of actually climaxing is so good for All your the, mental health. Yes. Um, it really, someone needs to sort that stuff out. Yeah, anyway, there is a very interesting discussion that goes on on the Facebook page about vibrators. Audrey, Mrs. Woog, any update on the happy hormone pills? Um, Karen was also wondering this. To be honest, I just have just, like, I just forgot to take them. <laughs> take them so i can't give you a thorough assessment but i will try and Are you take them because i'll take them no 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 that's a freaking hundred bucks oh, i Jesus. gave you the powder and you didn't drink that no i know okay so i will try and get back on track on the happy hormones set a little alarm in your phone oh okay mum. yeah jesus christ kelly carpenter laser on chin hairs yes or oh do you know i spent so long on my back veranda yesterday dealing with the chin hairs and this is after the threading so the threading was like two or three weeks ago yeah and my God, a billy goat gruff. That's all I am, a billy goat. Yeah. But do you laser? Well, I don't laser because there's not actually, there's not that. You, if you could see us now, we're both like <laughs> feeling feeling our faces and, and yeah. Because I just said, some of mine are actually white, like the thicker, you know how you can rub your hand over it and you Look feel at that like one. See that little black one coming in there? Yeah. 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 Stubborn. So I, I know people who do. Yeah, I do too. Um, I pluck and wax because I just notice them there and I just go, right, yep. you're out. Yeah, so uh, do I. Not organised to have facial. No. Like, and what I want to know, oh, no, that's fine. No, it's just a brain fart on my part. Kelly Carpenter wants to know, why did Mrs. Wood stop teaching? <laughs> because of children. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mrs. I... Wood stopped teaching because... Teaching. Um, I am the world's biggest advocate for teachers. I think... They don't get paid enough. They don't get... Oh, like, I will be the... I wrote a fucking book about it. Whoa. You know? Um, I love teachers. I think they're amazing. I, I didn't think I was that great a teacher. I was a fun teacher. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we had some fun times. But um, I gave up teaching because it didn't fulfill me in the way that something should. Yeah. So I got into publishing and I fucking hated that. <laughs> but now that I'm building a media empire... I'm finally feeling fulfilled. But thank yes. you, Kelly. Are you a teacher? If so, you do good work. Yes. Gosh. And then we had a lot of people up last night. So Melissa wanted to continue the thread at 3am when we were all staring at the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> and you got woken up four. Yeah. What happened? The cat, and she was doing that thing where she flopped in the hallway and then was yowling like she'd caught something. So I lay there going, oh, my God, she's caught something. And then I was like, okay, I'm just going to wait. If I hear a squeaking or I hear if she keeps going and I hear her sort of scattering around, then I'll get up. And she didn't do that. Oh, that plant, look at that. It's got covered in aphids. Look at it. Don't show Mr. Wood that. He'll be so upset. He might need to actually. Oh, he will He might be. have to spray that. He will be. He did come through the front door yesterday. It was quite funny. And he stood at the front door and I said, are you coming in or what? Your dog's going to get out. And he goes, bloody caterpillars. I've got bloody caterpillars on the vine. <laughs> and he was so outraged. So I'm going to um, let him know that he's got aphids on his roses out the back. Yeah, like that's bad. He's Look at that to... infestation. Oh, gosh. We should have. Anyway, I think. Oh, we're sorry. Gonna... So back to the cat. So that's okay, the, the cat. cat. And then something happened after that. That was four. And a son still going to sleep late. Oh, yes. Grovey has a lovely little playlist that he listens to to go to sleep. Mm -hmm. But I think he's got it on continual rather than just through the playlist. Because two mornings in a row now, because he sleeps in my bed quite often. Oh, I know. Little Grovey. Little Grovey. I had a little Jackie in my bed last night. Because it was his birthday yesterday and he was hysterical. Uh, Oh, (laughs) (laughs) he was was on a sugar high and it was no coming back. Oh, (laughs) God. Oh, I can sleep in bed with like my boys because they don't move. I can't. I've got my friends. Wait, by the time you're listening to this, 
Um, you might be listening to this on the Easter long weekend. Can we bring that shit on, please, where I don't have to get up for four oh, days? Oh, no, four days. Darlings, we're just going to take a quick break. We'll be back after this short commercial break. <laughs> Where's the commercial? Tap dancing. <laughs> See you soon. And welcome back to The Hot Flush, the world's premier podcast for everyone who's ever been born and those who... Have long been gone. You're joined by your <laughs> host, Mrs. Woog, and my offsider, Mrs. Berry. And what are we going to talk about today that we haven't already discussed? We've discussed people in vaginas, lack of libido. I know. Well, less of lack of libido and more the inability to orgasm. Yes. Just to be, you know. But I think we've. Not to be pedantic. <laughs> I should also point out that we've just had a lovely break and had some lunch. But in um, consideration of my, uh, you know, gut situation, also known as a beautifully named by the medical, prof- you know, um, what are they called? Fraternity. Profession. Uh, as the dumping syndrome. I may well need to go soon. Okay, because we had a burger. Yeah, gut ache. But, you know. It we'll was just... a Wagyu burger with cheese, onions, mm, bacon. Onions, pickles. pickles. I ate your pickles. And it was very, very satisfying. Yes. Hashtag carb loading. Not really. Just the bread. <laughs> It was very good. It was very good. Okay, so I want to talk to you just quickly about a little surgery operation I've got coming up. Yes. 22 years ago, I broke my leg in a very horrific accident. I broke the tibula and fibula. Tib and fib, as they call it. And it turns out that some of the screws down in my ankle want to see the light of day again. (gasps) So they are coming out in May. What are they? Oh, I thought you meant they were coming out like you could... No, no, no. Dr. Wines... That's his name. Why, yes, thank you. Um, is going to be taking them out in May, and then I'm handing them over to our friend Kate Sutton to turn them into earrings. <gasps> oh! Everyone amazing? who doesn't know who Kate Sutton is, Kate Sutton is Uber Kate, who makes the most exquisite, personalised, beautiful jewellery you could ever possibly come She's across. been doing it for 12 years now, and I think, you know, one of the most annoying things that she finds is that as soon as she comes up with something, it gets copied. Oh, I know. Wouldn't it just drop? It would. Yeah. Uh, you would have to constantly just breathe in the white light, breathe out the black smoke. But that's what she does. And she's just been to Morocco. She travels the world to get inspiration. And she's just a nice chick. She's awesome. We love her. And yeah, she's going do. to make me my special creepy earrings. Do you know when we were all at uni together, we were having quite a big night on the red wines at Bathurst RSL? Mm hmm. And I reached a point where I was having quite a nice time on the tiles in the toilet of Bathurst RSL. And so I came out, I cleaned myself up and I came out and I said to to everyone, I need to go home now. And everyone else was keeping themselves nice and tidy and was like, no. And I don't know. And, but for some reason, I don't know why I was staying with our friends, Kate and Monique in their most amazing house. Where we all Bentic con- Street. Yeah, Bentic Street, where we all contributed to toilet paper because we basically all lived there. Um, and so I was, I was, um, sharing, I was sleeping in Kate's bed with Kate. So I somehow got myself home. I don't know how. I think I walked and it was winter because I know I had jeans and a long shirt and stuff on. And I got home and, you know, like I could not get my eyes to both focus in the same direction, but I still managed to take my clothes off. And fold them neatly at the end of Kate's bed, and then proceed to just sleep. And and then next... oh, I thought you were about to say I did um, then cook up a crocovin, <laughs> a crocovin, a crocovin, a crocovin. Uh, no. And then I proceeded to go to bed. And of course, the next day, everyone teased me mercilessly oh. for the fact that I was blind drunk, had been spewing in the toilet oh. at Star RSL. On, on cheap red wine. On cheap red wine, but still managed to get home and fold my clothes nicely at the end of the bed. Well, you do keep yourself nice in the end, didn't I you? I was raised right. You were raised right. <laughs> so, yes. Yes. We really do go back a long way, we don't do. we? We've certainly, <laughs> certainly So, do. you know how you're getting screws taken out of your ankle in May? I'm getting screwed. You're getting screwed? And not in a good way. No, not in a good way. Unscrewed. Although, how long do you get to stay in hospital? Oh, well, this is it. This is <laughs> because it. Because as far as I'm concerned, that's a, that's like a little... That was one of the major draw cards for me. No, it is actually starting to bother me. Right. Um... And I said, um, does, does this mean that's an overnight stay? And he said, no, it's just day surgery. And I was oh. like, oh. 
um, but he has this two weeks downtime. I ain't going to milk those two weeks. So when I went to book in the surgery, the receptionist, I said, it's such a shame I can't get to stay because it's at the Mater. And the Mater is a beautiful hospital. Well, the Mater bed rooms are like a hotel suite. I know. And the food's great and you get wine. Anyway, and she goes, well, a lot of, a lot of the mums do actually request an overnight stay. And if you'd like to, then we can. But then I felt guilty. It was so stupid. Mm. I know. Maybe you can actually get a night somewhere nice instead. Well, what I'm going to do is just um, just come home and just get rid of everyone. And maybe mum can come in for a week. Oh, yeah. What day of the week is it on? Friday. Yet? Dude, hotel. I know. Okay, well, I've still got time W to, hotel. I've still got time to, to organise that, so thank you very, very much. Yeah, no, that, you've got to go and stay somewhere nice, room service, like you can, yeah, yeah, hotel linen sheets. I haven't had. <gasps> no, you need to stay at, um. Get your sweaty oh, palms off me. Sorry. Um, what's that gorgeous one that Rob and I stayed at? Just six months. Yeah. Yeah, that's the best. Yeah. Um, so while that's happening to you in May, I am doing something else that is just for me, not Rob and I. <laughs> no, no, surgery isn't exactly my idea of doing something just for me. No, no. But no, I'm talking about me okay. doing something just for me. Share with the group. My, uh, a friend of mine, Maggie McKellar. Is, I know Maggie. Yes, is an author. Uh, we went to school together. You did, yes, yes. And uh, Maggie runs uh, is an author, and she runs a writers retreat uh, in Tasmania, in this gorgeous old, you know, sandstone homestead down the sort of south of Tasmania. And I saw it when she announced she it. She was an Australian story. She wasn't was. She, yeah. she had quite a very traumatic period of her life um, with her first husband and when she was having her children and then um, and her mum got breast cancer and it was a really and her first book is actually about that life and all that experience and then her second book is sort of like the second chapter of that like what happened essentially after Australian Story um, so uh, I saw it when she announced it at the beginning of the year and I just, it wasn't even a like, oh my God, that would be amazing. It was, it was deeper than that. It was like, I have to go. I have to be at that. And then it happened that it was the weekend that basically immediately follows when Felix turns 18. Like he's 18 on the Thursday and then it goes from the Friday to the Monday. And I went, oh, well, that's that. Like, you know, we'll have his birthday. And so fast forward to uh, when I went to see Felix up in Bathurst two weekends ago and I said to him what do you want to do for your 18th and he said look there's a group of us in the dorm who all have birthdays that week yay would it be like I thought I'd stay is that okay and I went dude you're 18 of course it is um <laughs> ding, 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 ding. no no I'd completely forgotten about this oh. um, Maggie's writer's retreat and I went, no, of course. And then we'll do the next weekend. And, and do you want to have a big party or do you want to go out with your mates and then have a family do? And he said, oh, I'll do, uh, can I do the, you know, I'll go out with the boys one night and then, yeah, can we have a big family lunch? I went, done, sorted. And he's like, oh, thanks, mom. And then yesterday, when I was really in the depths of my pity party that has basically been hanging around for about two or three weeks. Is that lifted today, do you think? Yes. It lifted a lot yesterday um, because of this, because Maggie posted on Instagram yesterday saying there's one more spot <gasps> and I saw it and I just went, I have to, I have to go. Yeah. Like I just have to do it. Mm. So I pinged Maggie, you know, can I, can I take that spot? And she goes, I would just, you so need to come and there's a book in you and I want to help you get it out and, you know, and, and. Anyway, by basically by about 10 o'clock yesterday morning, I'd booked flights on my credit card. <laughs> I'd put in the application form and I'm going. Awesome. This is great news. So 18th to the 21st Who's of May. Who's going to have the kids? I, I don't care. <laughs> Self-raising flower. They'll be right. Do you know when Safi wrote that book yeah. from AdFab? Self-raising yeah. flower. <laughs> Um, well, you know, they'll probably end up doing something like a Saturday, you know, a who Saturday. Cares? Who cares? I don't care. Yeah, who cares? The family will work it out. And curiously, they have this person in their life called their dad. <laughs> and, you know, colour me crazy, but, you know, maybe he could do some parenting. 
Would he be able to move into yours? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that would be the He's done it. He's done it once before where I think he came for one or two nights and I just, you know, stripped the bed and I, and the only condition and made it for him. And then my only condition was that he stripped it and made it for you. And Jess felt too weird. Like she couldn't come and stay. That's his like, girlfriend. But I think they're probably okay now. I would hope so yeah. because I, it's an absolute, it, seriously, it does not bother me. It doesn't even fly on my radar as something weird or quirky or something to be uncomfortable about. I'm like, Dude, just come and stay. Good. I'm so excited for so you. So how exciting is that? That is fantastic. And Maggie is a great writer. And that's called Synergies, my friend. And that's do you want, called Synergies. And do you want to know what? What? Banged out 10 chapter headline, headlines last night. Oh, my Headings. God. That's this is so boring for non-writers. So I know. <laughs> let's talk about ball tampering. Oh, Okay. I'm so sick of talking about ball tampering. <laughs> oh, no. All it makes me think of is that... Fucking Mr. Woog has got a bloody referral six times to get a vasectomy and he doesn't want to tamper with his balls. <laughs> and I think that's just the height. Oh, Mr. Woog, just know. stop being he so precious. He goes, it's going to hurt. It doesn't. And I'm like, it does not. Do you reckon not. it hurts more than being in labour for four days and having an emergency caesarean because your kid's shat itself and it might die? No. No. Do you reckon it hurts more than breastfeeding? No, no. Check it. Hurts more than like. And seriously, it's like it's not even day surgery. It's like hour surgery. It's like ten seconds surgery. And come home with a bag of peas on your cock and then just deal with it. I know. I don't know why all of all every person in our circle has had a vasectomy apart from Mister Woog, who oh. doesn't want his balls tampered with. Oh, for fuck's sake! I know. I'm going to have words with him, and you know that he's my husband in waiting. I so. know. I know. Um, look, I think, okay, this is what I think. Cricket is basically, you know, Australian religion. And the notion of cheating in cricket when any other country's done it. Remember when South, South Africa did it? And all hell broke loose. Um, so it's absolutely astounding. But do you know what? Can we get a little bit more worked up and worried about things like, I don't know, childhood poverty, domestic abuse, the whole way we deal with um, with um, refugees. How like, about Dutton stepping oh. in to let an au pair come in? Like, I just can't, there's got to I be more to can't. the story than just, oh, this is a Swedish au pair and she really wants to come in and we're so mean to her. This so is... let's get the Minister for Immigration involved. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Um, okay, so we know that he's the only one who didn't stand, who turned his back, like didn't stand up, didn't clap, turned his back at the sorry statement that Kevin Rudd made. Just an awful, awful man. Um, we know his situation and his stance on refugees because very, it's very out there for all to see. Very cruel man. What I don't get is this man has kids. This man has a wife. How does she... How does she reconcile someone being so inhumane that she's married to him? How do his kids like? How do his? How do I his... don't. I don't know. I really. I don't know. Now, can I give you another example of that? There was a congressman, a Republican congressman in America, and in a, in the most conservative state, in the most conservative, um, I can't remember what they call them, districts or yep. you know. Um, in America, so I think he was in North Carolina, and then in a in an area of North Carolina or something. And he, so he was completely, um, completely anti climate change. Didn't believe a word of it. The whole kit and caboodle. And then uh, once he was in Congress, he said to himself, "Right, I am going to do as much as I can, experience as many things as I can." in the privilege of this role. You know, like, I'm going to find out as much as I can about our country and the world and blah, blah, blah. So one of those things brought him to Australia for a, uh, to do a, um, a tour, for want of a better word, of the Great Barrier Reef. And he went out on the reef with, with um, scientists and, and, you know, those scientists have nothing invested in it except for science. You know, this is what we're seeing. This is what's happening. They don't presenting the facts. Presenting the facts. They don't They don't have a political position yeah. here. This is... Well, there's no financial bias. No, there. this is yeah. what they're seeing. And, you know, obviously, Republican, arch-conservative, therefore, 
very religious, very sort of conservative Christian. And he said he was actually out on these reefs and, and these, you know, scientists were telling him this stuff and he thought how this is, you know, he basically, he said it was a religious experience. I felt like this is what we're doing to God's world. Now, I don't care how you come to the position of realising we're completely fucking the planet, but great. So he came home and he was, and he developed this whole bill about um, climate change from an arch conservative and he just got torn to shreds absolutely slaughtered well you can see why so well yeah that's not his constituency yeah and, and, and so he was running again oh no so hang on before that right so his term came up he had to run again and one of his kids said to him Dad, I will do whatever it takes. I will support you a hundred percent, but you have to you have to address climate change. You have you you cannot yeah. maintain your position. And now he runs this massive think tank organization which is driving sort of changing opinions within the conservative body party thinkers. And, and we're we're talking about America here, not yeah. Australia. America, yeah. who is like backed by oil and yeah. you know, that, that's yeah. basically the backbone yeah. of their economy. Yeah. And so he's no actually, gonna argue with that really. No, so he's part. he's working essentially he's he's actually doing the job. So rather than being some conservative congressman sitting there like like, you know, saying like there was a guy on seven thirty report last night talking about how Utah nature if we leave it to the greenies that's just wrong (laughs) um anyway so he's not like that at all but um it's a very convoluted story but it's sort of the point i was making was you know he it was his kids that made him reevaluate his position and now he is probably making some of the most valuable change in america in the you know in the power in the corridors of power Mm than he ever could have made if he just had held his held his ground. But you know what? I think there is a shift in America now. And if you have a look at the um, the movement, the the NRL pushback that the being led by the students, yeah, it's NRA. hard to NRA. Sorry, um, it's hard to kind of argue with a million people in the streets in mm. DC. Mm. Oh, God, we're getting a bit deep here, don't we? We are getting a bit deep. Do you know, um, there was a great post put up the other day by one of the Instagram guys that I follow who does cartoons, I think. Um, oh, The Daily Don. That is a fantastic one. You the Daily Don. The Daily Don. Um, I think there's full stops between the and Daily and Don. Um, anyway, he put up this post, and this guy sort of came back going, you know, you liberals are the dumbest people on the Earth. Oh, right. And I sort of said, and I never respond to that. Oh, well, yet again, another recording disaster. Um, so, yes, I was telling you about how I never respond to, you know, trolls and stuff on anything. and um, But I had to respond to this guy because I was like, hang on a minute. How is someone being moved by a teenager who had been through a massacre and... Um, a, a, and, you know, was angry and emotional and calling the nation to action. How How is being moved by that stupid? Um, so I said that conservatives were bewildering and dumbfounding. But, no, I think I just called them bewildering. Um, yeah, so that's the end of that story. But our, the batteries ran out again, and so that's why I had to rehash that. And Mrs. Woog has gone to chant some, um, you know, meditation, relaxation, um, Choruses. Choruses? No. What would it be? What do you do? You chant a what? Hum a tune? I don't know. Anyway. Um, yeah. We'll be back in a sec. Okay. Hey, Mrs. Berry. Hello, Mrs. Woog. I just, um, before we totally get going, I did just update them that we had a yet another malfunction in that the batteries ran out. Bubble. I know. Right. Anyway, so as we were, here we are back we're at the end of march kim yes and for some reason the beginning of march knocked me around like a tampered ball in a south african test match (laughs) i had one of those i know i have one of those periods where i know we all have them but we don't really like to talk about it where i just didn't want to get out of bed yeah 
Uh, yeah. You know, and I don't know what I can put it down to or why it was happening. Change of season? I don't know. I don't know. I think maybe I'd been going through some stress that I wasn't addressing. Right. And I, um, I actually lay down and shut the world out. And after two weeks of that, I was Why like, did I not know about this? Because I like, don't, you know, I just, I just... And can I just say, my friend Bronwyn has just done exactly the same thing. Came back went to ground until last mid last week a very good friend of mine i talked to about this morning has gone through the same thing so that's what i'm saying I, it wasn't just me i don't know what it was but like it was all i could do to get up get the kids out the door i wasn't enjoying anything and i was just morose and and i let it sit for too long do you know what i mean a day yes. of doing that's okay two days at a push but two weeks no and then i just went this is ridiculous <laughs> This is absolutely ridiculous. And I put it down to sometimes adulting is just so fucking hard. Mm. And there's people to be it places is. and then your Wi-Fi fucks you over and then your washing machine breaks and you're just like, why is it all so hard? So yes. I did, I let myself go down the plug hole. You, you, yeah, yeah. I did. You had and a wallow. I had a wallow. It was far too long. Um... And Mr. Wood was away for a lot of that, which oh. I always find difficult. Yes. Um, and it's taken a couple of days now to pull myself out of that funk. And I'll tell you what, life is so much better when you when you can pull yourself, but only you can do it. Yeah, yeah. And do you know, because I think you, I think we tag teamed. Yeah. Because I had that terrible week where my Hashimoto's really flared and then, and yeah, just had been quite flat. And when I sort of came out of it, because it almost was like a light switch. Like I woke up one Sunday morning and I just went, oh, okay. I think I'm okay today. Isn't that weird? And I thought, you know what? Like I beat myself up for that time that I was yeah. not great. Just going, what's wrong with you? Like pull yourself together and like get up and why aren't you doing that? And you're just procrastinating and you just, no, I just, I was just not there. And, and with, on one hand, it's a really fine line between allowing yourself the space to yep. just be and to be sad or to be... But for no reason that you can actually melancholy. pinpoint. I like, I, I like calling it melancholy because there's no specific thing. It's just an overall feeling of just... Yeah. yeah. And then I I really started. think change of season yeah. is... Because February, March for me is difficult and August, September is, for me is difficult. But it's just that then you start to listen to those fucking voices in your oh. head. And like, even like, shut up. You're actually <laughs> a nice person, Mrs. Wu. You're not a mole. You know, yeah. but you don't actually be on this planet to to bring people down or to do. But, you know, yeah. sometimes you let that, that nasty side of yourself mm. overrun the side that you know is the right thing. Mm. Rob says to me, wow. Your your inner voice can be a real bitch. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, she's a bit of a cow. <laughs> I know. I don't like my nasty no, inner voice. No, and I I really try and protect myself from. So her. tell me some things that you did to to help get you out of it to lift okay. yourself out of it. So I said yes to everything. Okay. Even though I said myself didn't want to, and then, so when I was going out to lunch with friends, or I was going to the movies by myself, or I was finishing that book in the sun, like. They're ultimate mood swingers, and I hate to say exercise is one of those things for me. Oh, but it I know, is. but it is. It's a it, physical thing. It's not. A, it it's... is, and I hate it. Like, and I loathe <laughs> it. And when I'm doing it, like I give it my all, and you do get the rewards from it. And I'm sorry if you're rolling your eyes out there, but it is an absolute mood changer. I suffer from sad. Ah, uh, do you seasonal? Yeah, disorder. I get. I get that. I, you, but the opposite way. Yes, I get so, that when it's really sunny and yeah, hot. You see, because I love that. Uh. And I hate the drizzle. And when the drizzle comes up, and I wasn't getting any joy out of writing, which is was my is my greatest joy. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of pumped the brakes a little bit on on that, yeah. and then I realised that that wasn't doing me any favours either. No. But I'm back, baby. You're back. I'm back. Who knows how long for? <laughs> this old funny thing. old thing that's called life. You know, you're looking for the good. I turned off the news. Yes, I had done the same thing. I turned off the news. So, you know, all of this this stuff going on about ball tampering, 
you know, clang. Well, you're uh, just filling your head. I with just as soon as I saw as soon as I saw the first thing posted about, it, I went right. I'm not watching the news for two days at least. Yeah, it's great. Mm, mm. I've done exactly the same thing. I've actually just clocked off. Yeah. Um, and uh, one of the other things that oh, so one of the things I thought about with this whole thing was we're at a point when I think we should have confidence in ourselves that we do actually know ourselves but we don't let ourselves go there we if something's off or not not how we normally are we actually blame ourselves and and put it back on ourselves rather than actually going huh that's unusual i'm not normally like that yeah yeah it's that level of self Mm. It's of self, like, you know, just knowing yourself. And the other thing that I've, I've realised that it's actually okay to accept a compliment. Yes. Because we are defaulted. As Australians, when someone gives you a compliment, to sort of skip and dance yeah, around that, that compliment. No, no, no. It's just that, you know, I had mm. a good hair day or something. It just... And I'm, I met a girl once who I would give a compliment to and she would look me in the eye and she'd go, thank you. And it made me feel so nice about giving yeah. it. And, like, so when you do give someone a compliment and they try and bat it back to you, don't do that. No. Say thank you. Because yes. they're not doing it to be an asshole. Yeah. Can I tell you a story about my drunk son? Yes, please. He shaved his eyebrows off. Like you do. Do you want to know why he shaved what? his eyebrows well, off? Okay, just before it, um, Mrs. Berry's drunk son goes to our Charleston University up in Bathurst. What was the craziest thing you ever did? At uni. Oh, nothing. Not any sort of no. folding folding clothes when you're... Oh, the folding clothes. Well, we've done that. Oh, I know. We've done that. <laughs> that wasn't... Was that the worst thing you ever did? Well, that wasn't bad. That was just quirky. Yeah, no, no, I never... Did you ever lie to get out of an assessment? Okay. Ah, so... here we go. <laughs> you're not so innocent. So our friend Monique and I were doing a marketing assignment together and it had was meant to have run over the entirety of a term. And you had to, um, you know, there was a proposal. Oh, here's Mr. Wood. You had to do a whole proposal and then there was, uh, um, oh, she's just gone to give her, uh, her, her man a squeeze, I think. Isn't that adorable? Maybe. I'm not sure. He's got a very nice bike, I should say. He drives a very nice bike. He's a nice man. Well, he's a lovely man, but his bike's nice too. Oh. Anyway. Uh, yes, yeah, so uh, Monique and I had to do this assignment. Ten weeks, we, you had to put in a proposal, got approved by your lecturer, then you had to actually carry it out. And ours involved qualitative surveys or interviews with people. That sounds like a lot of work. And we were, we were going to Orange. We were going to go up and, you know, interview people, you know, shopping centres and stuff. So... On, that would have been hilarious. Okay, right. So uh, when we were driving back up to... Uh, driving back up from Sydney um, for, you know, the beginning of the second term or something and to hand it in, we wrote the whole thing in the car on the way up. In three hours, just made up all the surveys. Because you're not going to get people to go, yeah, I'll sit down for 20 minutes and fill Made up surveys. all the surveys, pretended, you know, we were Sharon, who lived at Eglinton, and, and, you know, she worked at, you know, Harvey Norman, and, like, we just made it all up, and then just fabricated all the results, and, yeah, we got, like, we got a high distinction. <laughs> That was the worst thing I did. And to this day, I, it still sits uneasy with me. Hashtag prefect. <laughs> well, you're lucky I was perfect at uni. Oh, you were perfect. Yeah. I remember we all went out one night to the Oxford, and or the Ox, as it was called. And uh, and Woogs here was on the um, pokies. And I'd never played like a pokies in my life. And I was just like, what are you doing? And she was just like... I don't even know what you call it. Like, she just sort of went, oh, having a dabble or having a slap. Having a slap. That was it. I was, I was terrified of her. I was like, who is this person? And she knows her way around, like, gambling. Well, I was brought up on race courses, dude. Yeah, I didn't know that at the time. Speaking of which, did you see Winx ran her 24th straight run on Saturday? Yeah, who's that? Do it's... I need to know who that is? 
Okay, we're just going to stop there and just totally gloss over. It's just the world's greatest race horse. Oh, really? He's Australian. He's just smashed all the records and might be oh. going to Ascot. <gasps> oh. Mm. Oh, well, she, she, yeah, running the Melbourne Cup. Or no, is she not, not one of those? Is she like those. a is she a filly? Or is she she's a, a mare? A mare. Six year old mare. This is going to just be so boring. So <laughs> I'm even bored now. Bored now. Hey, um, um, I wanted to talk to you about something that I've been watching a lot of YouTube things on. It's called contouring. Contouring? Now, Are you gonna start contouring? Kimmy Dude, I can't even put mascara out without blinding <laughs> myself. So Kimmy K the queen of contouring, is making a mozza yeah. selling contouring kits. So she like gets these sticks and she rubs them all over her face and all of a sudden her whole face can change shape. So I'm thinking I might try and contour my guts and my boobs. Oh, give ourselves some hats, you say. <laughs> well, I have actually seen there is something to purchase that's like a stencil and then you spray fake Oh, I've seen that too. <laughs> Do you know what? Like, I haven't worn foundation. I've worn foundation maybe once in the last... Oh, no, I watched that interview at the health department. Maybe that's why I didn't get it, because I look so terrifying. Um, and so, but all I do, uh, yeah, like, I, I I watch some of those videos, and they're all young flippity gibbets. And, hello, Mr. Wig. Hello, kids. And uh, I just... The amount of time they spend on their makeup. Like, what is happening? I've become quite obsessed with YouTube beauty vloggers. Oh god. And really? they go, This is this is my everyday five minutes express only use seventeen products tutorial. <laughs> and then you just sit there and they're like twenty two beautiful girls. Like beautiful flawless skin. skin. And then they proceed to cake on layer after layer after layer after layer. And that's just my everyday Sunday. I'm doing the washing look. And do they have the line around the jawline? No, no, because they blend it. You have to blend all the way down to your decollage. Oh. See, I watch these things. I watch and learn. Watch and learn. Watch and learn. They don't have to bloody pluck. God, so much plucking. So it is. It's so frustrating to see the youth wasted you know, on the and young. And do you know the other thing that gets me? Tell is me. all the skin shit. Like, just, like, just on your arms, like, the number of tiny little skin tags I now get that I have to, like, pull off with tweezers. And, like, these weird little, just, little bubble things on my legs that aren't... Well, I don't mind them because I find them quite satisfying to pick out when I'm watching television. yeah, there is that. There is that. Like, if we were flawless, honestly, we'd be so boring. Oh, yeah, yeah. We wouldn't be able to talk about spider veins and... No, and no. Chin hairs and all the rest of it. Oh, I tell you what I did this week. I took the boys uh, to see Black Panther. Have you seen no. it? No. It is another movie of women getting shit done. Like, oh. the latest Star Wars was basically just women getting shit done. And this movie, yes, there's a male, you know, a, a, a male who lead. There's probably two or three male head lead characters. But there is, like, four or five female ones awesome. and they're all loud and proud and sassy and funny and the best character in the whole thing is the lead guy's sister who is this amazing scientist with a mouth on her she's just the best so i i really say even if you don't like action or, or you know superhero movies it's part of the marvel thing and it's good I want to go and see Peter Rabbit. Does that make me sad? No, I want to see it too. Oh, let's go. <laughs> I want to see it. And I don't reckon my guys will go and see it. I reckon no. they think they're too cool for school now. No, well, I hear that it's actually very double-layered. Oh, see, I like it when they do that. Yeah. I, one of the things I'm sad about my kids growing up is I don't get to go and see all the yeah. really good kids' movies anymore. Because you know the second Incredibles is coming out later. Oh, soon. I love that movie. Yeah. Anyway, bored now. Yeah, bored now. Hey, um... What are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to Easter when I sleep in for four days straight. So Easter, Friday, I'm driving up super early to pick Felix up. Yep. And he's then going to drive back. And it's probably the last time I'm going to do it because after that I will just, because that would be the second time I've done it, or third, uh, because after that I'm just going to go can do, we just, can we get just, the train. Can we just like give a little shout out to the house husband that's come home who is now, what's he doing? Hanging the washing out. He's going to hang the washing out. Got him trained pretty well, hey? You really do. Look at him. God love him. Hanging out the washing. Didn't even have to be asked. No. God, he's going to want me to do it tonight. Oh, you're going to have to throw a leg over. But he doesn't use pegs, does it? He doesn't use pegs. No. Surely he's just... 
Surely he just hangs them like that and then comes back and pegs them. No, he doesn't use pegs. Rob doesn't use pegs either. But that's because he doesn't like the little marks that leaves on his clothes. Oh my God, and this is what we've come to. <laughs> We're podcasting royalty. Can you get your hand oh, up? Oh, sorry, I know. No, I'm still on a crack. Hey, um... Speaking of podcasts, Oh, what are we looking forward to? Oh, okay. What are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to sleeping in for four days. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I'm going up to pick him up and we'll come back. Saturday, I'm going to do some cooking. And Sunday, Saturday night, I'm going to Rob's. And then all day Sunday, I have a day with Rob. We're picking the boys up from the Wasband in the afternoon. And then um, Bronwyn and Marina, who I have my martini Sundays with, are coming over because they love Rob and they haven't seen him in ages and he loves them and he's like, I miss my girls. And when he said that to me, I thought he meant the cats. And I went, oh, yeah. And he goes, I actually met Bronwyn and Marina. I was like, oh, sorry. Yeah, they miss you too. How does Marina feel like having the name after a contraception device? I know. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it doesn't seem to phase her. Yeah, because I think she came first before the Marina. She came, she came first, and she's spelt Marina like a Marina, like with boats. Oh, that's pretty. Mm. Her, her heritage is Croatian. Yes. What's your, she, what's and we, your call, we call her like Cranky Crow. Because <laughs> you're a good friend. I'm Irish, to be sure. Um, I, Catherine Elizabeth Murphy. So I think I'm, I think mine, if I look at You're a mine, Bulgarian potato farmer. Uh, no, egg farmer. Bulgarian egg farmer. Uh, going off my birth parents' heritage, I believe I'm Scottish and, but then they were in New Zealand and then I've come from sort of, one side's come from New Zealand and uh, yeah, I don't actually really know. Mum's family, like, so my mum who raised me, um, and who I still live with because hashtag adult, um, (laughs) is, uh, she is. All her family are English, and we actually can't like we actually come down, you know, the wrong side of the bed of one of the kings, like because Mum's done it the whole way back. Wow! And comes from the mist king, the mistress, kids of the mist, oh the mistress my God. of king. So you are bastards, King George, legit the, bastards. Yeah, yeah, but not by blood. Hmm. Um, now there was something else I was going to tell you. And it's fallen out of my head. So that's awesome podcasting material. Well, I think we've done really well. We've gotten through stacks of questions. We've gotten through lots of talk about vaginas and periods. And we've only done, we've only done 40 things. minutes. Yeah, well, I think we're done. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I had other things I wanted to talk to you about. Well, think about it. This is what happens when we don't have notes. We need to have notes. We need to have notes. I went to the... Royalist to show yesterday. Oh, see, so much more material. Let us let us mine the depths of that. So I get there. Favorite thing at the favorite thing at the animals. Which ones? Um, I love the dogs. And yesterday it was uh, working dogs day, so we had all the kelpies, the collies, and the cows. Oh. Um, oh my god! And I'm going to write about this. So I'd read somewhere that they were making um, macaroni and cheese on a stick. And so when I go to the show, <laughs> I let myself 100% off the chain when it comes to what I yep. pop in my you, pie hole. You can't go there and not, no. you know. And I, I was sort of a bit careful normally, but that's the one day where I go, anything goes. Anything goes. Anything goes. So I was on a 45-minute, like it was like trying to find the shroud of whatever to try and find. <laughs> I asked, I was like desperate running to people. <laughs> There's a bucket Macaroni and cheese on a stick. I've heard about it and I read about it. And where is it? No one. Eventually, I found macaroni and cheese nuggets, and they were so bad, and oh. I got so upset because I'd wasted like all that effort and a little bit of calories couldn't eat more. So then I was starving, and then I found this really nice sort of gourmet pie place. Oh, okay. So I had a pie which you can't really eat while watching the equestrian, so I sort of had to pick it up. It was very delicious but unsatisfying because it was very hot. Ugh. And it went everywhere, and then just as I was leaving, I ca- came across oh. the food van section. Was it there? Was the macaroni and cheese? It was was a myth, but they were Euros, they were oh. like Asian. It was all like trendy, beautiful, yeah. delicious smokehouse food section, and I wasted it on a fucking pie. But I did have a real Coke. A real Coke? Yeah, no, no, a diet Coke. Oh right, like a fully loaded Coke. <laughs> I did see you put up a picture of donuts. Did you eat those? Yes, donut holes. Oh. I ate a lot of those. 
I went to the, the district um, exhibition. Yeah. Um, I loved that. I loved. Um, you just, might need, some people might not know what the district exhibition is. Oh, okay. Are. So, uh, district around. Just pulling around these out of her ass. Oh, my God. Sorry. Do you think Lee and Annabelle pull their undies out of their ass? No. I was just scratching, I was just scratching my bum crack. I wasn't pulling my undies out. Anyway, so each district gets together their finest produce and comes up with a design. It's huge. It goes, it's in the woolly section. Yes. Um, and they're remarkable. They are remarkable. And there's some pictures on my Insta stories from yesterday if you want to go and check them out. South East Queensland took out the title. Um, mm. In not controversial manner, I must say, I think that those were superior. Oh, really? Yes. And the funniest thing I ever seen, I ever seen. <laughs> Spent too much time at the show. Yeah. The funniest thing I saw was this couple, and they had like heaps of kids, and they had heaps of like um, Cadbury show bags and everything. <gasps> I got you a show bag. <gasps> she got me a Bernie Beetle show bag. Oh. So yesterday morning, when I was chewing through super tampons like every hour. Um, Mrs. Wood put up a picture that she was eating like, you know, these, these, the macaroni cheese nugget things. And I was like, if you don't put one of those in your pocket and bring it home for me, I'll be very sad. Or at least, um, at least, uh, uh, bring me home, um, you know, a birdie beetle bag. And she got me a birdie beetle bag. I got you a gold birdie beetle bag. Well, a, gold, a gold birdie beetle bag, like top of the range. <gasps> there might be something oh. missing from it, but <laughs> anyway, so I'll get back to this story. Yeah. So the southeast Queensland. Oh god, don't you love? Now they have to put like the nutritional, nutritional things. Because if I'm even staring at that. Um, so the southeast Queensland farmers were handing out free samples of pineapple, and this family who had so many Cadbury bags said, "No, that's full of sugar." <laughs> the pineapple was full of sugar. The pineapple, like so fresh the pineapple. Fresh, delicious pineapple. Was full of sugar. It's full of sugar. That's hilarious. So what do we get? Let's review the Bertie Beetle flavor. Oh. oh, that was Mr. Wood. What? <laughs> He's a vegetarian now and doesn't eat sugar, but he saw this and he had to have half a Kit Kat. Half, and not half a normal Kit Kat, like half, half a, a, a mini snack a, Kit we Kat. We have absolutely nothing in common. So... <laughs> So six birdie beetles, two lollipops, and two, two mini Kit Kats. Two Kit Kats. Guess how much that was? Oh, fifteen bucks. Three dollars. Oh, three. Okay, well, I should have got you a hundred of them. <laughs> I should have spent three hundred dollars on you. Oscar went on Friday with one of his groups that he goes to, mm. and bought himself the Oreo bag. And by went on Friday. And by Monday, he'd eaten five packets of Oreos. That's an insulin problem waiting to happen. He is a diabetes case study walking. Mm. Like he has got the sweetest tooth, and it's, he's 20. It's so difficult to... Yeah. Um, Sorry, she's eating a Kit Kat. God, I haven't had a Kit Kat for so that long. good. And I, can I say something that's a bit controversial? Mm. I actually don't rate Bertie Beetles. I don't think they're that good. The subpar chocolate. Well, I'll have to try one now. They used to be great. Maybe they've changed. Subpar chocolate. Thin. Yeah, where are the bits? Thin. Oh, they used to have bits in them. Well, I'll have a bite. Less bits. Bertie, you've changed. Bertie's changed. See? Bertie used to have bits in him. Mm. And don't you think that chocolate is yuck? I mean, it's, it's all chocolate's quite good, let's be honest. But mm. I don't you, mind the chocolate. Did you prefer the Kit Kat or the Bertie? Mm, Kit Kats, mm. much more superior. I went through a phase where I was just eating Kit Kats every day. But then they kind of spoil it by making Kit Kat chunky and then Kit Kat caramel and then Kit Kat and all that stuff. Mm. Mint and it's just like oh, and then yeah, and then there's a cookies and cream one. It's like yeah. no, it's a Kit Kat. Make it a Kit Kat. Oh, and this, oh, everyone got a present. I got some lovely a lemon myrtle soap. <laughs> I bought myself some lemon. I'll give you a cake before you go. I bought a Mr. Wood some cured and air-dried beef slices, traditional biltong, which is just like meat chewing gum. With jerky. 
as far as I can tell, it's meat chewing gum. It's actually really good for you because oh. there's no added anything to it. Oh, it looks gross. It's just dried meat. It's not just protein. Um, I got Horatio the NRL Roosters bag. Right. And I got Jack some sort of dance bag. Right. And he turned 12 yesterday. Bless his little cotton socks. So he's basically six months younger than Jasper. Mm. Yeah, we probably do need to wrap it up. <laughs> what are you doing this afternoon? Uh, I'm going to load this. Yeah. And I've got, I don't to, know. I've got to finish doing the rugby league, uh, the rugby union club newsletter. Mm. Um, I've got no kids at home tonight, which is extremely oh exciting, God. but also a little terrifying because I've made out there. So no, uh, someone's sniffing around. <laughs> Hence the washing but being he hung out. He hasn't put the bike away, so perhaps he's going away again. This um. Anyway, thank you for joining us for this week's episode of the Hot Flash. What number episode are we up to? Six. Can I just say you didn't make me gag this week? I'm a bit disappointed about that. Yeah. No, nothing. Nothing. We're going. As we have to say at the end of our episode. (laughs) Keep plucking.